was the set to opening Down With Disease from July 30th, 1999 at the Niba Ski Resort in Nagata, Japan. And this is the first night of the Fuji Rock Festival. And this Down With Disease is really cool, that groove that we start off with and they finish it in like banshees out of hell. And I love a disease when they finish like that. So that's going to kick things off. Love that disease. And I love this run of shows. It is something very, very unique, Fish in Japan. So welcome, everybody, to episode 70 of the Daily Soundcheck. I am your host, Mike Lawn Memo Minio. And again, this is going to be a really fun show. We've got an awesome soundcheck. I brought in one of my friends to help us out who was there. And then I've got an amazing bonus track to play for you at the very end. Before we get started, make sure you're following along on Twitter. I am Lawn Memo there. You can make sure you go to the website for our show, which is thedailysoundcheck.com. Lots of photos, links, everything we talk about goes up there. And of course, you can listen to the podcast there. Do us a favor. If you have been listening to The Daily Soundcheck, please give us a review on whatever uh, platform you use us on, whether it's iTunes, uh, podcasts, whatever, you know, Google Play. It all helps the show, and if I get the chance to read them and they're good, makes makes a brother feel good, so we appreciate that. Uh, you can also make sure you're following us at OsirisPod.com. We're part of the Osiris Podcast Network. A lot of amazing shows and a lot of amazing podcasts go on over there, and make sure you're checking that out. So let's get started. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Fuji Rock Festival real quick before we get into our guest. So let's talk just a little bit about the Fuji Rock Festival. And that's held at Niba Ski Resort in Nagata, Japan. And that's kind of in a sub-area called Yazawa of Nagata. And the Fuji Rock Festival originally started at Mount Fuji. And it was only there for two years. And actually kind of one and a half years. The very first year that they had it at Mount Fuji, there was a huge typhoon that rolled in. And it was an absolute shit show. A lot, a lot of problems. They were unprepared. Tons of people had hypothermia. And it was just all around awful. And then the next day, they canceled the second day. So it went off horribly. They were unprepared. Didn't have the right resources. And actually, Red Hot Chili Peppers headlined the first year. And that set is uh, supposedly very legendary. Anthony Kiedis had uh, his arm broken, so he played with one arm. And, uh, you know, right in the middle of the rain, but people said it was amazing. But other than that, got off to a really bad start. So they moved to a temporary location the second year. And ever since, in 1999, Fish's uh, year there, and it was actually the first year at the current location it's been there ever since 1999. Now, the Fuji Rock Festival is a huge festival draws about 100,000 people a year from all over the place, and the main stage is huge, can hold up to about 50,000, and that's called the green stage. It has seven stages across the festival, and they're all pretty spread out among the mountain. You'll see some incredible pictures when you look at this. 
and you can see just you know how far away these stages are but it's a really scenic walk but it kind of makes it tough if you're trying to go from act act you know all day um there's a the largest gondola in the world is actually there it's called the dragon dala and it takes you all the way up the mountain to see the uh to see all the different artists there's a place called the Oasis, and that is the hub of where everything goes on at the Fuji Rock Festival. It's a big place where all the uh, food tables are, and there's about 30 of those or more. And then on another cool thing about the Fuji Rock Festival, it actually opens on Thursday, and it's free for anyone. So if you come the day before, it's way different. They have local artists, kind of Japanese folk, and then they have uh, you know very localized music. And they have fireworks, and they also aim to be the cleanest festival in the world. So after they got off to that first year and that huge hiccup over at Mount Fuji, they switched locations. And from all of clowns, from anyone I've ever talked to or read about, it is one of the best music festivals to go to in the world now. So they got their act together after that first year. I enlisted my good friend uh, Todd Ahrens, who you may know on the website backinmyday.net, and he runs the Twitter account backinmydaynet. That's his Twitter, and he's Todd does amazing stuff. He's got a great Twitter account, but he's an amazing writer, and his website, backinmyday.net, chronicles a lot of the shows that Todd's been to. He's seen a lot of shows. He was there from almost the very beginning, so he's got great stories. We had him on when we did the Amy's Farm episode, so we're glad to have him back. And I talked to him for about, about 15 minutes about what it was like to go see Fish at the Fuji Rock Festival, so this is about 15 minutes here with Todd Ahrens. So welcome everybody and I'm here with my really good friend Todd Ahrens. You may know him as Caravan 2001 and when I saw that the Fuji Rock Festival sound check was up I did some research and I came across a video of someone videotaping all around the Fuji Rock Festival. It's about the only footage I've ever seen and then when I looked at the YouTube title sure enough it was Todd. So I thought what better guy to have on the show to paint the picture a little bit for us? We had Todd on the show a couple episodes ago for Amy's Farm, and Todd's been to a crap load of fish shows, and he's a good resource. Really happy to have him. So welcome, Todd. Uh, Todd runs back in my day net, or dot net, and he's back in my day net on Twitter. Awesome website, and he runs a really good uh, fish Twitter feed. So Todd, welcome. Good to have you, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. I should probably update that website at some point, but uh, we'll just keep having you on. You can keep saying that, and eventually yeah, you'll get exactly. it done. Exactly, something will get me to do it. Nice. Uh, so let's talk about the Fuji Rock Festival and kind of the whole Japan trip. I think this is a really interesting opportunity. Most of us have only kind of dreamed about what this was like, and you know, you're one of the few people that had the opportunity to go. So when you heard that Fish was playing Fuji Rock Festival. Did you plan it immediately? You know, how did that whole planning and how did the trip kind of take place? Yeah, I don't remember how um, soon after the announcement we made the decision to come, but the deciding factor was I was able to, I knew somebody that worked for the airline and he was a big Jets fan and I was able to get Jets playoff tickets and I was able to trade those tickets for round trip tickets to anywhere in the world. And that was kind of at the same time where... You know, it was just a free ticket, and it, it, that was about the same time they announced those shows. So, put two and two together, and the next thing we knew, we were we were on the plane to Japan. So, that was kind of the impetus was the, the free flight. Nice, cool. Um, and then, did you go with your wife? Did you go with some friends? I went with my girlfriend at the time, uh, and 
it was actually her father who who gave us the flights. When they announced the shows, I believe I'm, I'm trying to remember they announced it as a package. So it was kind of you got the hotel and you got the uh, tickets for the festival at the same time. So that was all pretty easy, kind of pre Mexico type yeah. of deal. How much you and think? That, do you remember how much that cost? I don't offhand, but I mean it was it was pretty reasonable. I remember Japan 2000 was was pretty reasonable. The hotels are expensive there. Everything is expensive there, but at the festival, everything was pretty reasonable, but I, I don't, I don't remember it costing uh, a ton at that time. Okay. And, um, I'm assuming this was your first trip to the Fuji rock festival. That was my first trip to Fuji rock festival and my first trip to Japan. My brother was living in Japan at the time they announced the shows. And unfortunately he moved right after, right before we got there, but he set me up with his buddy in Tokyo. So we had a free apartment to stay. So we did it kind of on the, on the cheap, uh, but it worked out great. And how was the festival? I mean, it's pretty legendary. It it was, it was super. It was, it's a very big festival. I'm I'm bad with the numbers, but I would guess a hundred thousand people, pretty big, three stages, beyond the fit besides the fish stage uh the the main stage and then a stage with maybe fifteen thousand, and then uh a, a smaller stage and then there was the field of heaven which was separate from from all of that and it was just at a big japanese ski resort and beautiful beautiful mountains was there wasn't skiing this was in the summer right this was in the boiling hot summer yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. In, in july it was hot okay but they had a pool. We spent a lot of time in the pool during the day. Nice. So. And how many people do you think were at the fish shows? I would guess, again, bad with numbers, uh, and it never seemed crowded. The interesting thing was like, every night there were more people. So the word was definitely getting around. I would say the first night, maybe 1,000 and probably 1,500 or maybe even 2,000 by the third night. Okay. That's pretty but, small. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. And you could just walk right up to the, right up to the rail anytime in the middle of the show, tons of space. And, uh, but all in all, it was, a, it was a fairly small venue. I would say, um, maybe 200 yards end to end this field that they were playing in. Nice. Um, and you know, was, how was the crowd? Was it mostly fish fans from America? Was it like half of that or was it just a whole mishmash of all kinds of different people? Yeah, it was mostly Japanese people. There were a few Americans, definitely less than a hundred. There were, you know, at the festival itself, there are a lot of American expats. They're on business. It's pretty, pretty popular festival okay. uh, for Americans to go. But at the fish, at the field of heaven, it was a mix of, regular Japanese fans. And then there's a, a pretty large contingent of, of Japanese, Japanese deadheads and fish heads, uh, you know, the same as, as you would find here. So it was, it was actually really cool, but I would say the bulk of the, the people there was, it was predominantly, uh, nice. Japanese. they were getting down, having a good time. They were really good. It was awesome. <laughs> it's great. They were very, they're very stoked to have fish. Oh, there, that's so sure. cool. And I've never seen so many Japanese people with dreads. <laughs> Before or before or since. So, so um, you remember, like, what were you drinking there? Was, a, was there party favors floating around at a Japanese fish show? Or uh, yeah, there was. 
there was a lot of liquid okay. there. So that was great. I mean, there was beer, there's, there's no pot there. Okay. Uh, but there was, there was a lot of liquid. So people were definitely having fun and nice. enjoying. So it's probably a nice quiet show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see any, I'm assuming you went to see some other bands while you were there or. Not, no? not too many. Um, you know, we were up late throughout the night and then didn't go to too much stuff in the big stage. The, the headliners there were ZZ Top. The only other bands I saw there were Rage Against the Machine and I saw Joe Strummer, which was awesome. And then other than that, it was it was uh, Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros. And other than that, it was just Fish. I mean, that's night. not so bad. The Fish for three nights and those two bands are pretty good. No, yeah, no, it was great. Um, so what did you think of the shows? Um, you know, with the vibe there and um, what do you remember about them? It was it was great. I mean, people just were so happy to have them there and people were being extra nice to us. Uh, met a lot of really nice people. People were extra friendly and the whole vibe. I mean, of the whole festival, even beyond, you know, especially in the field of heaven, but even beyond that, um, it was a great great vibe for a fest- festival no you know no belligerence no crowding you know there's a ton of people but it all it all went super smoothly i, I thought it was really well organized festival and yeah every, everybody seemed to be having nice. a great time any parts of the music that you didn't see the sound check did you i did not we got there that day you know and, and, and as i was telling you before we started this i didn't even i knew the sound check had been out but i only just listened to it it's amazing uh, and we, and we got there that day, but I don't, I think we might've gotten there at night, but then, you know, the, they played the sound check and then the following day fish was on at 11 or 12 in the morning. They were the first band oh, to start the festival on the main stage. So they came out, they played the, the big stage first in the morning. And then that night they went to the field of heaven and played a, a okay. full two set so, show. Uh, it was two days and then, uh, a mo- a afternoon and night and then one other show. It was seven sets in three days. So the first day they played an AM set on the main stage, then a fish fish show, full two sets, um, each of the next, that night and then the next two Okay, nights. nice. And what kind of vibe did you get from the band? Were they loving it? Were they chilled out? Or were they... You could, you could tell that they were super stoked to be there. I mean, you can even hear it on that sound check that they're just, yeah. just in awe. Of being there but you know we were kind of on the fringes of the crew and i know that all those guys were super stoked everybody was just in a great mood and um you know paluska was there and, and a bunch of other folks and uh i think everybody was really happy to nobody was taking so it you took uh sure. the video which we'll link to and you walked around and kind of made a cool uh little mock-up with 2001 playing in the background you know i love that uh, so do you, did you always carry a camera or did you do it just for that? And how did that go? No. And I, I, I really wish that I, I normally did. That was the first and only time I borrowed my mom's video camera, which, you know, 20 years ago, those no. things weren't entirely small. It was, I mean, it was mini, mini DV. So it wasn't like I had a, uh, you know, VHS machine on my shoulder, but, uh, it was, you know, I just, I, in hindsight, I wish I had done that more. And in fact, I didn't take a single picture for all of Japan 2000. So I'm still kicking myself with that. But I'm really glad I did 
then and i just took it out that one day that i shot all that footage nice. and left it back in the hotel the rest of the time but I'm yeah it's, super uh, glad it's a good I book it. It. i i had a great time watching it really cool to share that with everybody and you know those of us yeah and i have some more footage i have some more footage i should yeah, probably let's get go that, man get let's get you going here a bit more i have to be right on yeah. you man so any favorite jams any uh thing you want to talk about musically from from the round yeah, it, it was all really good. I mean, the first the first night, I think it's all about that ghost. The ghost is amazing. First set ghost, amazing. It's just it's got same. It's got everything I want in the ghost. It just goes so many places and and never. Yeah, it just never stops. So it, it's just really it's it's excellent. And the second set has some great stuff. It's got a, a pretty long Reba. The disease is good. The runaway gym is good. Uh, but that show to me is, is all about the ghost and, and the next night, the 2001 Bowie, I mean, I would say for the, the whole time, the ghost is a, is a major highlight. And then the next night, the 2001 Bowie is okay. definitely not to be missed. I mean, I, I don't, yeah. that, that Bowie so, is unreal. Back, back when Bowie's were unreal. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that one really, even for that time period, it just, it's nice. It's head and shoulders above most. For sure. What was, uh, so was the second night they brought out the Tibetan monk? I believe that was the second night. Yeah. And you know, that's pretty overlooked. That was really, that encore is, is incredible. Just to have that, that Tibetan horn versus the, versus the vacuum. That's not really brought up mostly as a highlight. That was heavy duty. I mean, it kind of reminds me of, um, of the waves from it. There's just this low frequency that just was, just setting everybody there was just kind of jaws on the floor. It was, it was intense. And then they go into that beautiful Brian and Robert with the flute. Um, and you know, as far as Brian and Robert is concerned, that's, a, that's definitely a top version too. That's, that's, that's an excellent encore. Um, I don't know if you listened to it, you know, just recently, I think it was long may they run. One of the podcasts I heard was Trey was talking about how Fishman had a crush on one of the Japanese girls from a band and, uh, and he, did the vacuum for her. Did you happen to notice anything about that or? Right. I didn't notice, but yeah, the girl from, from the boredoms, I think he said something about that maybe from the stage. Yeah. That's what Trey was saying. Yeah. That he had crushed. So they made him play the vacuum for right. her. Yeah. But I, I, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. But yeah, that just the, the vacuum and that, that horn is, is definitely worth listening to. Nice. So, um, yeah, that's a kind of a cool little picture. Anything else you want to talk about, Todd? Um, any other memories you might have? No, I mean, it was, it was a great show. It was a great festival. I would love for fish to go back to Japan. Both times were spectacular. I think it, it spurs them on to some new stuff and getting in front of new, new fans that are super appreciative and, but have never seen them. Uh, I think kind of, brings a little extra energy into the into the whole thing so so yeah that's about it i, I wish they would they would go back or, or somewhere new like that yeah it would be amazing so maybe someday we'll see i don't know it doesn't look too good i wouldn't say but i mean they had in mexico we didn't think that was gonna happen so no for sure so all right well todd thanks for coming back on for uh your you're the first repeat guest we're happy to have you and awesome. uh, we'll be covering those Japan shows uh, pretty soon. So look out for those. Cool. Well, I really appreciate you having me.
All right, Todd. Thanks a lot, bud. Well, thanks, man. All right. Thanks. So thanks again, Todd, for coming back on the show. It's always fun to talk to you. You have amazing stories. Awesome dude. If you ever see Todd at a show, he's having the best time ever. And he's seen a lot more shows than most of you. He's the anti-jaded fan out there. And he's got great stories. And we're happy to have you come on and help us paint the picture of the Fuji Rock Festival back in 1999. So let's get to the sound check. And it is from the night before the Down with Disease that we played at the opening, which is July 29th, 1999. And it was played at the same stage that Todd talks about, the Field of Heaven stage. And it's just one song, and there wasn't a lot of people around, and it was What's the Use? And it was released with the Live Fish release of the entire Fuji Rock Fund. And if you haven't downloaded this, the proceeds from that goes to the Japanese Earthquake Fund. So this is a good one to download. Money helps go to charity, so... Great soundboards, you know, do your, do do fish a favor, give it a download. And the sound check was included with this. So we have What's the Use, and it is among the best and most gorgeous versions of What's the Use ever played. You can feel the majesty of all the beautiful mountains around. It is perfectly paced. Every note has such power and feeling behind it. I am in love with the What's the Use sound check. And it's one of my favorite songs, period. You know, it used to be not played a lot. It was a very rare occasion. And when you got it, it was just this incredible moment in a show. It's a little bit more played uh, now, although they've been kind of tinkering with bringing in rotation and taking it out. I'm always one that wants to hear What's the Use. It's certainly one of my favorite songs. And I don't know if you know this, but What's the Use comes from the Sicket Disc and That is kind of a really interesting Fish album. And when it was originally recorded, which is also part of when Ghost Story of the Ghost was recorded, was the Sicka Disc. And What's the Use actually had lyrics at one point. So I'm going to read those two. If you never knew, there's four lines of lyrics that were written for What's the Use. What's the use of going fast when you're not in a race? You will find soon that everyone accepts the slower pace. I'm hoping for emotion, yet it seems that none remains, tangled in the tablecloth that's holding in my brains. Actually, awesome lyrics written for What's the Use, but I'm pretty partial to the way it is now instrumental. So we're going to play What's the Use for you, and then we'll come back. It's about uh, eight and a half minutes, and we'll come back. I'll play you a bonus track. So again, this is What's the Use, the sound check from the Fuji Rock Festival, July 29th, 1999.
I mean, how gorgeous is that? What's the use? I picture myself in the mountains in Japan listening to that, and it gives me chills every single time that I hear it. So we have time for a bonus track. You heard Todd talk about it. I mean, we got to play the ghost. If you know me, you know I wrote a whole blog with every single ghost that was ever played, and this happens to be one of my favorites. This ghost is 22 minutes of absolutely exploration, funk, ripping peak. It is very unique and really incredible. Todd loves it. I love it. I gave this ghost a 9.2, and I really love the opening part of it. You'll hear about five, you know, really the opening part of the jam. It gets into this brick house groove, and it kind of forms itself around that. Really, really awesome. Fish really just lays down the rhythm once he hears everything going on. And then when it kind of switches, he starts driving it. And I mean, this is a clinic by John Fishman throughout. Trey is really, really great throughout, um, especially toward the end. He really interjects some really awesome leads and he really drives things toward the end. So this ghost is one of my favorites. If you'd like to read along, I will post the link. Of course, you can find all the daily ghosts at lawnmemo.com on the right-hand part of the page. They're all listed for you there for an easy click. So I wrote a lot about this ghost, and it's absolutely awesome. Just one thing you should know before we get going, there is a little bit of audio that cuts out at the very end, so it's not anything that's going on with your system or mine. It's just a part of that. So this is, again, the ghost from July 30th, 1999 at the Fuji Rock Festival. Once, 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 
I mean, that's a pretty badass ghost and pretty awesome show for me to do. We get What's the Use, I get to play a ghost, we get Todd on here, we're talking about a show that many people don't really know too much about. I mean, this is a pretty fun episode for the Daily Soundcheck. So thanks again, everybody. Again, this was episode 70 of the Daily Soundcheck. And again, I'm your host, Mike Lawn Memo Minio. Thanks for joining. Enjoy your fish and peace be the journey. This is Mike Ganser of Aqueous letting you know the Daily Soundcheck is part of the Osiris Network. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. Visit OsirisPod.com to check out our shows. Osiris works in partnership with Jambase, which connects music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Check them out at Jambase.com.